Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monicelli with another episode of Multiple Voices. My Multiple Voices podcast, true to its name, includes different series. For example, we have the Voices of Love, where we discuss relationships, the voice of empowerment, the voice of laughter and play, the voice of pleasure, and the magical voice of archetypes and how they change the way we live. But we also have the voice of memory that includes everything from history to discussions of past life regression. There's also writing voices where we interview both seasoned writers and authors who have just started getting their feet wet with writing and we learn what can work for you as potential writers. Our series called Voice of the Spirit discusses different forms of spirituality and religion. And then Channeling Voices is a series that covers what happens when you channel, but is also extended to mediumship. Take a moment to review this podcast if you've enjoyed listening, and leave a hearty five stars. I'd appreciate it. Enjoy your listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's Claudia Monicelli here, host of the podcast Multiple Voices. And this is a special episode because it's my one hundredth episode of all time. So I really would like to celebrate. I've been thinking about it, but I can't take out the spumante or the champagne. You wouldn't even (laughs) taste it. So I thought, let's have a wonderful guest on. And so today I have with me a woman after my own heart, Joanne Richards. Say hello, Joanne, to our audience. Hello, how are you? Congratulations on your 100th episode. (laughs) Thank you. And Joanne is speaking to us from Portland, Oregon. Um, Who is Joanne? Well, she's got two sides to her life story. And I think I'm going to give you a little bit of both and then we'll have questions for her. All right, she's a native Californian now living in Portland, Oregon, and she has a thriving uh, bookkeeping practice and I you know that already gave me a headache but when we were talking about Oregon and the wonderful wines you said wines giving me a headache well bookkeeping gives me a headache <laughs> she's the wonder of she's the wonder <laughs> she's the mother <laughs> she's the mother of a grown daughter and proud grandmother of five that alone is a three. record when, oh oh, oh. sorry <laughs> oh the big numbers are coming after <laughs> three all right See, she dramatically changed her life after six, there we go, six marriages that included abuse, included abuse, divorce, death, and husband number seven is inca- incarcerated for a crime he didn't commit. Now, somebody, normal people would slit their wrists at this point, you know, and we're laughing. She's laughing. We have been laughing since we, we got on. Um, so, but wait, there's more. Now, Joanne left the Mormon church and for not everyone knows what the mormon church is like and maybe we can lead with that um and she never looked back and through many struggles she found her strengths her gifts and inner power and learned that dreams can and dreams do come true she's recent recently published her first book mid i like that you announced it as your first so there's more to come The book's title is Midlife Magic, and here she shares stories and lessons learned and offering the hope that it's never too late and you can follow a new path and change your lives for the better. Let's start. And the topic that we're going to talk about has nothing to do with what 
I have just presented her as. Because, well, first let's start and lead with the Mormon church. What brought you to, you know, go there? What, how, did, how did you get there? How did I become a Mormon? Yeah. Oh, I grew up in a fairly non-religious family, but we were Methodists, if you want to call it that. Right. That's the church my parents took me to. And yeah. then we started camping with a family that were Mormons, and uh-huh. one of their daughters became my best friend. And I, ah. I liked, I liked the wholesome family yeah. culture of the Mormon Church. So I said, well, I, I think I want to join that church, and my parents were fine with that. So I joined ah. that church when I was twelve. Oh my goodness! And, yeah. When so you I didn't know God. better. Yeah. No. <laughs> and I never had a problem with the church. Again, it was just the the crappy husbands I married that happened to be Mormon. Oh, um, oh now I get yeah, it. I married now five I Mormons. <laughs> Out of seven, I married five Mormons. Wow. They were all terrible husbands. So, yeah. And you when you I'm say, not- I never looked back, what was it? What was the straw that broke the camel's back? About leaving the church? Yes, about leaving it the church. It was just, well, when I met number seven, uh, yeah. Mark, we just started talking about all kinds of things uh-huh. and, and spirituality and not religion. And he just opened my eyes up to, well, there's more to, there's more to life than just, you know, believing in one certain religion. And also it was partly, it's like when you're a Mormon, you, you're at church almost well for several hours on Sunday. Yeah. And I wanted to visit him and more than I wanted to be at church. I said, well, that's something telling. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I just realized I didn't need to go. I didn't need to be a member of that church anymore. I didn't need to like have my whole life. Right. It's like, it wasn't traumatic. It wasn't, you know, nobody in authority in the church abused me. It was just the the men were terrible husbands, you know, Uh and you could say they abused their, you know, I'm the head of the household crap. Right. Right. Yeah, so it was it was a personal thing. It wasn't, you know, it just anyway, it wasn't the church. Um, it wasn't a church leader that abused me, right. or, you know, traumatized mm-hmm. me or anything. I so, see. But it was just all of a sudden, I just didn't need it. And it's like, oh, OK. OK. And I Gone. did been yeah. there, done that. Yeah. 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 So okay. it, it was a lot simpler than a lot of people have it, I think. Thank goodness. So now, you know, the title of your book is Midlife Magic. And that's one of the topics that I want to talk of magic because there are um, a lot of uh, topics that you can speak about that not very many people like to talk about they don't even like to hear talk about that one of them is aliens one of them is ufos another is paranormal elementals and the people will scratch their heads and say well what is that and magic itself is not very clear to people i you have your choice of where to start with that because you know i'm trying to think what came first the the chicken or the egg is shall we start with paranormal phenomena in general what is it yes for me it's the the ability to sense the presence and communicate with spirits okay and I apparently had that ability when I was still married to husband number three, who was a funeral director. So long before. Oh, wait, 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 a funeral (laughs) director. Now that is interesting because that will give you right, that brings you right into that, you know, 
the world after and the world now is that how was that fundamental in in the experiences that you had or was it just well, coincidental that it happened with him as a mormon you believe in an afterlife yes so okay so i believed that and then he happened to be a funeral director for a few years especially for mormon funerals uh-huh anyway so um so the afterlife, the concept of an afterlife didn't scare me, but I hadn't thought about, well, what would it be like to see a ghost or what would it be like to, you know, feel a ghost or whatever. Right. And, and we, he, we lived in Southern California and he needed to do, he needed to transport a body and conduct a graveside service for this elderly woman who passed. Mm-hmm. And I went with him. So we're, you know, so the, the funny part is, you know, we stop by the side of the road and take a nap in this van with a casket sitting there. So it's like, who does that? But we get we get to Northern California. And I think there were maybe two family members because she was quite an elderly lady that passed. But we're having this nice, simple little ceremony in the cemetery. And all of a sudden, I feel this wonderful presence like between me and the husband. And I think the family members were on the other side of him. And I think, Oh, what is that? It's like, I think it's the lady, <laughs> you know, who's, you know, cause she's, ha- you know, here at her funeral. It's like, I think it's the lady. Well, this is really cool. And so, okay, that was fine. And I did, and I used to sing at a lot of funerals that he conducted, but I didn't always, you know, feel that the spirit right. there, I was just there to sing a song and whatever. And that, that's what it was. Yeah. I remember um, when we lived in Ohio, he was no longer a funeral director, but the the mother of his brother-in-law passed and I had met her while she was alive. And again, she was another elderly woman. Well, I sang at her funeral and then I could just tell that as I looked at the back of the room, the back of the chapel, I go, her, her spirits like hanging out near the ceiling in that particular corner. And I just knew she was there and it wasn't like she was saying anything to me. I just knew she was there. She was hanging out. (laughs) Yeah. Fast forward many years. And, um, after I met Mark, the current husband, and I had a newspaper for a while, and I was talk, writing about cool places to go visit in the Bay Area, the San Francisco Bay Area. And he said, well, why don't you go check out this USS Hornet aircraft carrier in Alameda, which is next to Oakland. And, you know, I hear there's ghosts on board. It's like, okay, you know, why not? But before, before I knew there were ghosts, he said, well, it's, it's got a lot of cool military history. So oh. I went down there and I did the tour and learned about the military history, wrote up, wrote about that. Yeah. And then he goes, oh, there's a psychic going to be giving a talk about the ghost oh. on the Hornet. So I go, oh. well, I'll go, I'll go listen to that. Wow. And it is, it is very famous now as an aircraft carrier. It's a museum and it it's very famous for its ghosts. And so a lot of paranormal investigators go there and they do like sleepovers and the, the docents tell ghost stories. And sometimes people see weird things. But I happened to go there with one of the docents and she was a psychic. And sh- so we could go after hours. So we went as visiting hours were closing. And so she took me in these these areas and it's like, OK, we're going down this one hall. And it's like, oh, it's really cold in here. And the walls feel very <laughs> damp. Yeah. And so we get into this other area. Uh, the forecastle where all the anchor chains are and I climb up this ladder and she's going into the bunk room and I'm at the top of this ladder and it's like oh I think there's a spirit like just at the other side of this landing and it's like this shadow peeking out from behind this column and it's like oh hello you know and and of course 
I might have been saying this out loud or just thinking it in my head, but it was like this person just wanted me to, you know, hi, how are you? Who's here? Acknowledge. It was so, mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it was so cool. And we went into the chapel, which had not been restored yet. And we could both tell, okay, there's somebody crouching behind these boxes. And it was a spirit that was very scared and very unsure because, yes, that, that ship had seen combat and it had seen aliens and it had seen all kinds of, you know, trauma. And the ship is famous for ghosts of spirits who served on the ship or just Navy, you know, former Navy people who died and wanted to go hang out on this cool ship with all the other ghosts. So there's mm-hmm. lots of ghosts there. And and it's one of the famous things is the engine room is in the main hangar bay. And it used it's now the women's bathroom. And so some people have reported feeling like somebody was watching them when they were in the bathroom or just getting an odd feeling. And because the guys that used to work there in the engine room, you know, have a sense of humor. And I didn't feel them like watching me when I was in the restroom. But when I was outside of the restroom, I took I was using black and white and we weren't didn't have digital cameras yet. Mm-hmm. So black and white film and I developed it's like, oh, look, there's their energy. Their or they're there. They weren't orbs, but they were you could just tell the plasma like energy yeah. shows up in the yeah. film. And it's like, oh, this is so cool. And the other cool thing I love about that ship is the few times I've been there and I've been there with two different psychics. My father in law always shows up because he he was Air Force but he was a liaison for the you know the air force and the navy and military intelligence and he'd been on there because of alien stuff and all kinds of things but he's he's been there with me especially when i've been on the flight deck both psychics said your father-in-law standing right to your left side i go i know i can feel him and they can see him and it was so so cool and he's been with me many times when i've given talks in england and and to small groups big groups he's always been there and I never met him when he was alive because I met mm. my husband like after his dad died. And but he and I, you know, we talk regularly through a, a medium. So it's like yeah. I, I, mean, I know him now and it's it's fabulous. So how I have year, very, what year was that when this was happening? What was when that you, was, uh, the early the first, 2000s? Oh, the first time that you went to the ship? The, oh, yeah. the Yeah, because I met Mark in late. 1997 and it would have been you know a couple of years after that so uh-huh. really late 1990s and early 2000s uh, okay so, yeah and then you went back uh soon afterwards or uh, I, i've after- been i've been several times so uh, yeah because i've been like for the historical tour then i went for the ghosty tour with my friend and then her and another paranormal investigator you know we did like a halloween party oh. you know <laughs> There. So you're used to this stuff. <laughs> and and my, my psychic friend from England, when she came to the United States to visit us, um, we went and she and I had other experiences there. And that would have been, you know, a little bit late. Well, that would have been after 2007, you know, maybe mm-hmm, 2009 mm-hmm. or 10. Yeah. And so, you know, it's it's been with multiple people. And she and I actually uh, had an alien. Well, no, we didn't encounter an alien there. We encountered a, a sailor who had been killed by an alien who'd been uh-huh. on the ship. Okay, now now we are. Um, let's say <laughs> y- you mentioned, and a lot of other things happen there. Um, so we get what the paranormal is now, right? But you right. mentioned elementals, right? Now right. that that is a topic a on its topic. own. Tell us about that. 
Most people think of elementary. Yeah, it's like, well, where do you start? Most people well, think how of much time do we have <laughs> as the fairy realm? Yeah. And but I have learned, and I didn't know anything about this until I met my current husband. Uh-huh. But he grew up. He grew up with all this. His dad had elementals around him. Mark had elementals around him, and elementals are you know fairies, brownies, sprites, gnomes, trolls. There's a whole family. It's you know elementals is the umbrella term for that but there's many different kinds and you know you don't call a brownie a fairy because they're they're totally different and in our house in california there are several that live there Mm -hmm. and when i first was going to move into the house my husband drew me a little map saying okay this one is the the head of the garden and she lives here and here these other ones in the garden live at these places and you know these these ones in the house you know live in these rooms and this one's a brownie this one's a sprite and so it's very interesting because their personalities are different and I can feel them. I can sometimes see like the flit of their a shadow, like in the corner yeah, of my yes, eye. Yes. Yeah. When I, yeah. When I've taken pictures, you can see an orb. Mm-hmm. I can't see them with my naked eye yet, but again, my English psychic friend can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, I've learned to, you know, they, they're, they're wonderful, magical creatures and beings. I don't want to call them creatures. You know, they're interdimensional. They live for, they can live for hundreds of years. Yeah, sure. sure. And Thousands the, really. Yes. Uh, yes. It's amazing. The, yeah, the when you say oh, interdimensional, interdimensional yes. beings, what do you mean exactly? Just to clarify for the audience. Sometimes, you know, they can slip into another dimension that is you know just another slice of reality basically but you know maybe i could dimension perhaps yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and it's just it's just a fraction of a second or inch away from Mm -hmm. where you and i are sitting right now so um -hmm. there's there's one that go on go on no 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 there's one that lives with my husband all the time and he remembers stuff from history from thousands of years ago and hundreds, you know, so he, he loves to chime in about on this day in history, this happened. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's fascinating what he knows and what he shares. Um, but, and sometimes that the elementals can take different shapes. They don't okay, always they shape shift. You know, okay. Yeah. They, they shape shift. Especially, mm-hmm. you know, either to, it's, it's very hard for them to get out of, to be corporeal and to, to take on a, a physical form because that takes a lot of energy, no matter mm-hmm. whether they're looking like a squirrel or a little person or a butterfly, because mm-hmm. uh, they usually like to be in their energetic form. That's easier for them. But- okay. So, so let's say that from the, the ex- description that you gave, give us, it seems that elementals are a pleasant, a pleasant presence um, to around us it's not a you know like a like a poltergeist who no uh, that just no. creates havoc around us no. so elementals are uh, all all around i mean they're they're all around like they spirits are. i just call them spirits all of them yes. because yes. for me the it's full of spirits all over i, I if i have to start uh, giving them a certain nomenclature i would go nuts but yeah. and they do they're very pleasant they joke and they play and you never know what yes. you know uh drives me crazy you know <laughs> and, and they can be very mischievous it's like yes. especially if if you in my house in california they you know it's like if i did something to tick them off like right. I would suddenly find something missing yeah. or I would get pushed up or down the stairs 
And it's like, they never hurt me. You know, I never like, you totally got injured or anything like that, but I've been, you know, nudged. And, but on the other hand, when I've been missing something and whether they did it or not, um, it's like, <laughs> I will ask, I will let them have their laugh. And then I will ask them very kindly. It's like, will you please, I really need to find my keys or I really need to find this piece of paper. And all of a sudden the piece of paper is like sticking right out from this big pile of paper. And it's like, oh, there you are. Thank you very much. So, and, and they also love treats. So like, yeah. at least on the four quarters of the moon, I, I have treats for them. What do you mean I, on the four quarters? Ah, the, oh, on yeah. the four quarters well, of the moon. Well, yeah, ah. new moon, full moon, right. quarters. Right. So I, you know, I, I like to make sure there's water in the garden and I, you know, on the, and especially it's like, you could, you could really go all out and even for all kinds of holidays during the month, you could put treats yeah. out because they, they love treats, but look, <laughs> I'm laughing you know, when you're saying this because you get this right. <laughs> well, I get this because it just happened to me last night. I will tell you okay. about it. And you know, um, I have I have a stalker. Okay, I've got a stalker, and it's been years. I have to just. He doesn't exist. He just doesn't exist. All right, but he does, and um, I work as a voiceover. Uh, oh, cool! The narrator. Okay. Sometimes that's one of the things I do. And and some things can be very interesting for me to do. All right. So I got a message. All right. This is the scene. I was about to, in 15 minutes time, I was about to have a client of mine. I had to go online with a client because we had to do a reading together. A very long one, as a matter of fact. And 15 minutes before I went online, this email came to me and I was wearing a pair of um, wireless earbuds that I had just come to me the day before. I couldn't wait to have them, right? I had them in my ears. It was wonderful. The sound was fantastic. I thought, oh my God, this is that. I read, I had my phone. I got the email and I looked at that. I said, wow, what an opportunity. And I, you know, must have done something. One of these earbuds flew out of my ear. Oh, gosh. And it was 15 minutes before the phone call. And I thought, oh, please don't, you know, my mother always used to say the house does not steal. It just hides. Okay. So it's a, you know, I know there's gotta be here. Right. So I started throwing up everything all over the place. Had to stop because I had my client did the, the long reading. Then after that, I started taking up everything, you know, the, the, the covers, slip covers of the carpet and this and all, I mean, Oh, upside down, under the covers, under the underneath, under the mattress, in the, you know, everything. Shoes, everything. Okay, finally, I'm so tired. And I was lying down in bed. And often when it happens, like I have a lot of things that are nuts that happened to me during the day. I talk to my guides and my masters and I have them tell me. And I record it. I you know, orally recorded on a piece of paper on my computer and just That's listen cool. to them, right? All right, so they just come out and I said, look, guys, <laughs> you know, you've got to help me. This is stupid. I know it's here, right? And so the first thing they said, okay, it's in that direction, right? So it's southeast. And I knew it had to be where one of my, you know, uh, my closets were. Okay, right. fine. Thank you, guys. And then I said, all right, now tell me what the real reason is all this happened. Was it before, was it because I 
that wasn't a real job offer? And that was the answer because I had gone immediately into the computer. I started pulling up all of my samples. They wanted a 20-second sample, you know. <laughs> and so I was going, starting to cut the samples and give them the best. And then I was, I turned on the light, went, and it was right where they had pointed to. And I cool. felt like a fool. I have felt like a fool. It was, it was a period of almost four hours that this scene was playing out. <laughs> and so, you know, here I am, a grown Been woman there. thinking, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. But that's to tell you that, come on, this is just the stalker. You know, you got so excited. So let me, you know, let her lose one of these earbuds that she loves so much. <laughs> But anyway, that was a big, I'm sorry to take up your time, but, no, no, but no, 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 it was making no. me laugh. Okay, so now we have the elementals, right? Yes, and, and they're wonderful because they, you know, they're, there are elementals out in space, but the ones here, you know, they honor Mother, they're very obviously connected to Mother Nature and the yes, planet. Yes, yes, that's the difference and, between. Yeah, and they do not appreciate how we keep messing up the planet, so... You know, yeah. sometimes when there's a big rainstorm and lots of flooding, they're mad at us. And, yeah. you know, but, you know, some, we do get beautiful weather, but um, they're just, they're wonderful. They're wonderful beings. Like I, I know that when I go to give a talk and I used to give a lot of talks in person, but I can call on them and they help calm me. Yeah. And I always feel this energetic you know we're going to hold you up while you give the talk type of thing and and they're always there with me and even when i went to england i took a bunch with me and um they're just there to help me and support support me is is the the right word and i have felt that it's a very real presence that i can feel when they're supporting <laughs> me so i i love that you know yeah I, yeah. I really appreciate that. It, it's no, fabulous. it's nice. It's and, always a positive, positive presence, you know, and a jovial, a jovial kidding, you know, okay, they, they yeah. mess up your day a little bit, but you laugh at yourself <laughs> at the end, you know, yeah, yeah. it's nice. It's nice. Not yeah. all cultures call them elementals. That's why I wanted no. to talk about right, them. Right, yeah. right. And it's not, I don't want to make any mistakes but i believe that it's the anglo-saxon tradition of of um of spirituality that brings the notion of fairies and things like that they don't exist in many cultures of say the far east they have different concepts okay um, right um but anyway let's let's go on because there's this okay. big word magic and but before we go into magic i want to go into the aliens and ufos because you mentioned that they that ship had um became famous because of ufos and because of right. aliens what do you mean can you go into detail because i have a very wide-ranging culture on ufos and aliens i've probably read well, every book in the planet oh <laughs> wow that's good that's better than me um no. <laughs> i i grew up watching martian movies as a kid oh yes ray bradbury mm-hmm yeah, we've probably seen, and, and our house in California is filled with all these 1950s and 60s science fiction books. I'm going, do we have to keep all these? Yeah. But, you know, they, they belong to my husband's family, so I haven't thrown them away. And yeah. then after he and I got to know each other and we were in our relationship, it finally, it became apparent 
that uh, and he was giving me things that he was writing and stuff and it became apparent that uh, and we, we never talked about he never said sorry i'm rambling he never said know. when we first met oh by the way he told me he'd been in the military and that his yeah. dad had been in the military he never said and our biggest job was ufos and aliens like thank thankfully it's like i probably would have run for the hills at that point <laughs> but um, in 2004, he said, oh, I hear, you know, there's a UFO conference going to happen down in the Bay Area. Why don't, you know, you might want to go listen to it. It's like, okay. And it was fascinating. I just, uh, well, I was going to go for what one day. What kind of I, conference was that? What it was kind? a UFO. UFO. Ah, UFO so conference. So a, yeah. a lot of speakers. Yeah. And so I was just amazed. And by then I knew a little bit that he'd been involved with the military. And so I started talking to people and I said, well, I need to go back the next day because it was just so fascinating. And I was, you know, all I'd ever heard was a few things that he'd started sharing. And, and his, his whole point, I mean, his is from the military perspective. Most people at conferences are not speaking not, from military yes, experience. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then by the next year, I had enough material that he'd written for me or written because by then I had started a nonprofit mm -hmm. and um, I started I had a booth at that particular UFO yeah. conference. Uh -huh. And then I started getting on radio shows. And then in 2007, I went to England and spoke for the first time. So how cool is it that you get to go to England the very first time you're speaking about UFOs? So, you know, and, and then, you know, he's been around aliens and stuff his whole life because that's what his dad was doing. Mm -hmm. And so he, you know, accidentally saw things that he probably shouldn't have when he was a little kid. So, and, wait, wait, he, wait, wait, we're, we're, we're jumping oh, the sorry. gun. So you, you talked uh, and you gave a talk and what was the talk about? That that particular talk um, was mostly on here's here's the biography of my husband and his dad, so it makes you see that they and mostly my husband's like from an early childhood he's had some really unique experiences and he's gotten to meet a lot of really unique and it, it makes me sound like a name dropper but no some pretty, no you know why I, mean, I ask you know, yeah you know why I no. ask because it's funny that he sent you. He could have gone to talk about himself, no? Or is he's that not cool? He's in prison. He's in prison. Oh, no, sorry. That's prison. right. That's right. I no, forgot. Okay. Yeah, 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 he's yeah, in yeah. Prison. So yeah. I'm the spokesperson. And um, <laughs> Jesus, I'm I mean, laughing. Be, Excuse me. Would, but you know, if if he hadn't been in prison, and by the time I met him, he was there already like 10, 15 years, and he was so mad about being in prison. Um, he would have never, ever talked about any of this UFO stuff because there's most of the stuff that he experienced, he can't talk about and he still doesn't. Right, sure, but sure. There's, there's certain things, not everything he did was for the U.S. military. Sometimes it was for an international intelligence agency. So he's done enough so that he can share certain yeah. things about so I was I was talking about his unique childhood and, you know, yeah. how they lived all these different places and all these famous people that they met and that, you know, Ian Fleming yeah. taught him how to drive a car when he was eight years old and he was babysat by these amazing people and he knew Churchill and all these cool people. Yeah. And but he was also around. He saw aliens as a kid. And when yeah. he was seven, he was at a human alien conference in England. So he mm -hmm. saw hundreds of species of aliens as a seven year old. Oh. And his English girlfriend was there with him and she was taking notes. So now, you know, she she passed in 79 but 
her their daughter has shared all the all the, her diaries and stuff so we've got notes and drawings and and things wow. because my husband he he was playing with the alien children he was not taking notes <laughs> and he was <laughs> I like see. i was just playing with the boys you know and the girls yeah. like, i was just playing i was a kid so it, it's a lovely mix of his memories and and the notes that she took and i also talked to her through a medium so she and i talk a lot so it's it's and it, you know I've, i have found that the the wonderful thing for me is that like aliens magic elementals it all kind of com goes together because aliens have witches aliens have elementals wait 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 the, wait the, wait you say yes, aliens yes. have witches they have their own sorceresses in their okay. societies and their cultures mm -hmm. and a lot of them have elementals and then when groups come together the elementals often translate for each other mm -hmm. so it, it's yeah. it's very fascinating so you know you might come from space and you you have your own elementals that you bring with them and through the guide that i work with the medium that i work with i've learned that one of my spirit guides is an alien she's very mm -hmm. much alive and she lives on earth but and i don't talk to her you know she doesn't like to talk through the medium but she has come through and i've heard her voice and uh -huh. it's like well, this is pretty cool. Mark, did you know that I have this guide and her name is blah, blah, blah. And he goes, yeah, I know her. She's an, you know, an old raptor and she and her other, raptor. you know, raptor. raptor. She, um, they live in England and they like to sit around and knit and get drunk yeah. or drink tea. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh God, I got to meet them. <laughs> but I haven't met them yet. Yeah. Um, I was just so, in, invited um, a few weeks ago uh, to speak at the uh, fourth edition of the UFOlogy World Conference in Barcelona. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they have it every year in Barcelona, one of the largest in the world, really. And you know, I was initially I was flattered and I thought, I don't know if I want to tell anybody. <laughs> I don't know if I really want to do that, you know. So I decided that, um, you know, I'd give people like you the, the spotlight. I'll just stay behind and do my mediumship and that kind of stuff and uh -huh. and write about my, you know, put it in writing, oh, cool. you know. Right. right. But uh, but it is there's there are, it's very, very, very popular. I mean, thousands and thousands of people come to these all over the world. There's a, sec a session online and there's a session in person in Barcelona, oh, wow. which is know. lovely. It's a beautiful city. But um, it, it's, you know, I, I don't know how, in Italian, there's an expression that says, now I'm saying it, but I'm also denying it. There's, uh, uh, there, there, there is your we're talking to people and you talk in a certain way in a certain context of course like you you have your two worlds the bookkeeping person and the other person and and i guess everyone has many different hats and i it's very difficult to mix those because you know you you can people just won't understand you that's <laughs> but you know i have found it's fascinating because most of my bookkeeping clients also know that i'm all in with the ufos and they know uh -huh. that's one of my passions and i go speak on that and so several of them when they see a news item it's like they'll send it. joanne did you oh, see this you know did nice. you see this on the news now did that's you see this nice in the new york times it's like because they know that that's what i'm really passionate about it's like 
I, I'm old. I want to retire from bookkeeping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, amen. <laughs> but it's like I still need I still need to bring in some money. But uh, it's it's fascinating because I, I love that my my clients do know that about me, and they there's only one that thinks I'm nuts. The rest uh. of them either don't say anything or the rest of them are right along with me. And it's interesting because when I was working on my book, I went to, I was participated in like a writing group to help get some guidance and critique and stuff. And I started telling them about my UFO and paranormal and they're going, you know, why, why are you, I don't know where you're going to go with this. It's like, I don't, I don't know that, you know, it's going to get any traction. And so then I started with the chronology stuff and okay. But then all of a sudden, you have mainstream media talking about UFOs in the mainstream news. And yeah. this was just a couple of years ago. Yeah, and they go, yeah. oh, okay, now I get it. Yeah, this is a good thing to have in your book. I go, well, thank you, because I'm not taking it out. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> and it's now, just who I am. So. Yeah, th- but there's, um, there's a slice, let's say, to the reality of the alien world that is not um, uh, all, you know, uh, positive. And, um, but again, you know, there's all this news and fake news, and it's very difficult to distinguish between uh, what occurs, you know, and I I don't want to say what is real, but what occurs and and what has not occurred. Um, Now, do you uh, dabble even in that side of the alien um, experiences or phenomena? Uh, Only to the extent that I know about several less than friendly species yeah and i do mention them in my talks and especially with mark's military background and you know i'm i'm very open about it. he still is a navy captain he's a yeah. navy captain mm-hmm. and he still is in contact with active military people so uh-huh. he still is in the loop uh-huh i <laughs> on, get it on military stuff and intelligence stuff so you know, he knows when a negative alien group is behind, like, say, a current war. Yeah. Or a war a few years ago in the Middle East. Yeah, I, I, I'm some, stopping some you. Just activity. a moment. In the corner yeah. of your video, there's oh, a cat? black head. <laughs> it looks like a shadow. It looks like a shadow. Go on. I'm sorry. One of my cats. No, it's one of my cats. A real cat. <laughs> a real cat. Yeah. It's funny. The one that would make the most noise is at the vet today. So the others, I just, the other two are sleeping and they don't seem to bother me when I'm doing these. So it's like yeah. I didn't shut them in the room, but he's sleeping and yeah. <laughs> um, I interrupted so, you. Know, you. I'm sorry. Are, no, that's okay. There are negative, there are definitely negative alien species who are not our friends and who would love to take over the planet and who would love to make us all slaves and who do are involved with lots of kidnapping thing, yeah. you know, incidents abductions. and they mm-hmm. ship abductions and they ship lots of people out to space for bad things. But, mm-hmm. you know, and so I, I do present that because that is very real. Yeah. And since I've been, you know, active with this and knowing about this for over 20 years now, and um, my intuition is is becoming way stronger and so now i can look at an incident i'm going okay i don't think that's exactly what the public story you know the public story is not exactly true Mm -hmm. and 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 i can i used to be able to go see my husband every week and we could talk about this stuff now i only see him every couple months but oh um, well with COVID, it's made it really hard to visit yeah i can imagine Mm -mm -mm. yeah so 
Um, but I, I still get a lot of good information from him. But in it's like, even though it's like, okay, I know there's a backstory about what's going on in Ukraine. Right. And, and, and there's a lot of people who are throwing out theories and he's going, they know there's a backstory, but they don't quite have it. They and don't quite have it. Not, we don't quite don't have quite it. Have let's say. And it's like, but I, I know I'm, I'm going to, it's like, I know there's a bad alien group working with Putin. So I'll just put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and this, it's no joke. It's no secret. I've, um, because I work with other uh, energy people here and cool. we have come together to eliminate a mountain of alien, negative alien groups because we were all getting hit psychically oh, wow. and it was a mess it was a mess it I was bet. a mess i swear to you on the head of my children when we did this it was the beginning of december when we did that my everything just seemed to subside i it was ah oh, a, a breath of fresh air and relaxation all of a sudden i kid you not Recently, some things have been acting up, and I saw uh, mm -hmm. this uh, one of my colleagues, and um, I said I knew we had to get together again in March, but it, the time is not ripe. I think that something will be happening in the next two months, but it is, like you said, um, I can't use the expression the devil made me do it. You know that lovely expression, the devil made right. me do right. it. You know, well. I, it's hard for people to believe that heads of state could be influenced negatively by uh, extraterrestrial beings to the point of acting uh, against the majority of residents in that country. So, you know, this is, it's almost so unbelievable. But having said all it's of that, good. it's greed. <laughs> Yeah, it's greed. But having greed said all power, of that, yeah. th there's um, we understand that the government is going to change so so much, and uh, revolutionize because it's not we're not going to see governments as they are today. Um, right. That's very very clear to me, and I can't put a f my finger on timing. But I will be alive. I, I plan to be around, <laughs> you know. So, Good, me so too. <laughs> and so it's not far off, you know. And um, and it's, it's and, like and the, the story is not new. Yeah, I'm sorry. The story is oh. not new because for for years, you know. And it's like I have reports going back to the '70s, and I know this happened even before that. Yeah, you know of aliens interacting with humans whether they're military or government or just right. business leaders right. because you know you it's like well we'll if you'll give us this we'll do this for yeah. you or yeah, if, right, you know, right. if you let us kidnap these people we'll give you right. this much technology and we can make you big and powerful and strong you know yeah. in your business sure it's like sure or we can make you we can make you a star yeah right right <laughs> in, in the entertainment one of field. those you know, like, up there yeah. one of those things or, up there or, you know, <laughs> if you want to be a big name in the entertainment industry we can do that for you just sure. sell sell us your soul basically yeah um so it's, it's, it's i'm laughing you know, today you know it's making me laugh because um you know some 
something you, you change so much every day is, is yeah. just brings on so many changes you know and what you would do or have done yesterday seems so ridiculous to you today right right and right. and then right. you, and and having had the the let's say the the experiences that you've had that we have had makes you fully aware that you have no clue <laughs> of what is coming up but you can only surmise exactly. like i did exactly. with the government you know because historically, I have to put one block after another and then, you know, right. see that in the future. Um, it's fascinating, though. It really is fascinating. It is. it is. It's like for me and for me, it's like I know there's something I'm meant to do beyond bookkeeping. You know, I have <laughs> made her funny. I have some kind of career or some kind of cool thing I'm supposed to yes, do. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, and it isn't bookkeeping, and it ain't numerology. <laughs> no, no, and I don't know what it is yet. It hasn't fallen into place yet. I just know it's. There you're doing it now, this... though. You're doing it now yes, because exactly. even I, simply talking it, yeah, about just, it, yeah. You know, the the you know the the structure hasn't the groundwork. For me mm -hmm. But yeah. I I love all this stuff. I love meeting all these new people, and so you know, for me again, it's like I know it's going to happen. I don't know all the logistics or all the details. I'm just going to say that it's going to happen if I keep doing, laying all this groundwork and meeting who I'm supposed to be meeting. And, you know, it, it's going to be what it's going to be. And I'm looking yeah. forward to that. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be let's, a bookkeeper at 90. <laughs> let's, do, let's take, oh, oh, I will pray for you. <laughs> Um, let's talk about your book, Midlife Magic, because okay. it is, okay, you share stories of your experiences with your husbands, but um, that word magic keeps coming up, and we've been dancing around it, but we haven't spoken about it. Give us a, a like, I don't know, if, I don't want to say a brief summary of the book. What made you write the book? How about that? Okay, um... She's looking up to the sky, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> She's looking for some some kind of. <laughs> In about 2012, I think, I met a woman at a, a, a super soldier mind control conference I was at. And I can't even oh. remember. I don't, think I, I don't think I was a speaker. I was on a panel and I had a booth. Mm -hmm. But she came up to me. We kind of met and we were saying hello. And she goes, well, when's your next story coming out? And I go, well, you know, Mark will be writing something because he's he's always writing. Something. No, yeah. no, I mean your next story. It's like, yeah. what? I, yeah. I'm not a writer. No, no, yeah. When is your story coming out? I, I don't, I'm not a writer. It's like, you know, you've got a story to tell. I go, oh, okay. <laughs> And, you know, she and I run, would run into each other at all these conferences. Well, how's that book coming along? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but then I started making notes. And as a Mormon, you learn to start writing your, your history and your family history. So I had a lot of notes about my childhood. And then it was just something kicked in. And I, I decided I would write this. And then, you know, I started. And then this woman showed up and said, well, I'm going to do this writing group. And something said, well, okay, now's the time to really get serious about your book. You've written mm -hmm. dribs and drabs. Yeah. It's like, okay. And so I started with that group and I started putting things on paper and writing it out because I mm -hmm. had a lot of these experiences and I thought, well, this is good for me. And so it didn't take that long to write the book, um, actually, you know, maybe, I don't know if it even took a whole year. Cause once I got into mm -hmm. it, I was just right, doing it. And then by then COVID has happened. And yeah. so, okay, well, I can't see Mark. So now I've got more time to write. And 
And I think my big changes in my life happened in my 40s. So that's why I called it midlife. So the title yeah. of the book and the cover, because the cover is very magical looking, it, it it just all came to me. So again, it, it was a very, it's like, oh, the thought came into my mind. This is what you need to call the book. Yeah. And oh, here's the, here's the cover image you need to have on the book, even though that's not anything that my editor said I Wanted. should do. Yeah. I go, this yeah. is what I, you know, this is what I'm seeing. And yeah. I knew the illustrator I wanted, and she did exactly what I wanted, and then added some fair extra fairies. It's like that's perfect. Mm -hmm. So, do you have a copy book, you can show us? Can you I for those do. of you who oh, are watching the video version? Hang on, bring it right in front of your face. If there you could go. bring it in front of there your face, go. there you go. There Midlife magic. So there is a forest there with yes. light shimmers and of I'm light. A, mm -hmm. I'm on a you know here I am. I'm on my path. So uh huh. Okay. There we are. So wow, so nice. It's, it's interesting because what the the book did for me was, I would say therapy because yeah, yeah. writing <laughs> because, is. Yes, I got to throw all the, yeah. the crap about the husbands and the bad husbands and right. really look at well, what did I do to my daughter by putting her through all these step oh, yeah. fathers, but also what lessons did I learn? And I realized that now I'm in a place where. Okay. And by this time I'd already been with my, you know, Mark, we'd already been together 20 some odd years. And it's like, but I, I need to really stand up for myself. I need to really take care of myself. I can't mm -hmm. have somebody just saying, well, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing this. It's like, I really had to own it. Right. Own it. That's really, it's really story. be happy with myself. And it's really cathartic. Like, mm -hmm. it, it was, it was fabulous. And you know, my daughter was this fabulous cheerleader. I thought she was, you know, <laughs> she say, Oh, mom, you know, how can you write about that? But she never did. And she got a lot of value out of the book. And now my granddaughters go, oh, grandma, you know, our friends know all about you and your book. It's like, well, did they buy a copy? <laughs> yeah, right, right, but right. Least, no you know, talk. <laughs> they, they have, you know, she, they, you know, your grandma's famous. Not really, but so it was just a really good process for me and to yeah. the opportunity to do some inner work and to really look at what path am I on? And uh -huh. what did I learn? So, and, and again, I know there's so much more. It's like, I'm just of course. on the beginning. That's the beginning. the beginning. Of, yeah. yeah. So, so my question is now, yeah. where's the second book? <laughs> <laughs> You've got it in your drawers or in your computer. I know the files are there. Come on, come on. You got the it's, outline, title, know, draft I mean, I title. I know. I don't know which one to do yet because I really want to write about Mark <laughs> Me too. I've got three in the works. I know. That's it's terrible. like, and I really want to research more about my past lives. So it's like, I don't know which one to do. And my daughter and I, especially during COVID, because that's why I came to Portland to be near somebody during COVID. You know, it's like we, we've been, and she's been divorced once. I've been divorced way more than once. But it's like, let's let's make a list of, you know, what's on our bucket list of things we absolutely have to have in a relationship versus what need to never be in a relationship yeah. again. You know, yeah. what are the red flags? Because I've got a whole bunch that I should have looked at that I never did. But so I, I'm not sure what the next book is going to be, but I know there's another book. Yeah, of course, <laughs> at least, you know, soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I obviously have no problem chatting and talking and spewing stuff. <laughs> spewing, 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 that's spewing. the word. <laughs> Yes, well, Joanne, it was such a delight to talk to you, oh, you and uh, topics that were yeah, difficult to even, you know, broach, but, but it was a delight to, to, you know, 
get into the details of some of these things. I appreciate you, you taking the time, oh, really. And I hope we can do on. this again because the I second book is coming and we <laughs> have so much to talk about, you know? I know. Well, I want to hear more about you too, so we'll have to keep in touch. <laughs> well, <laughs> you will. we will, we will. Right. And so my, um, let's say my promise to you and your promise to me my promise to you is having you back on the show and your promise to me is writing the book okay all right I've been challenged the glove is down you got challenged right the glove is down all right so how can we find uh Joanne we can find her on uh, a Facebook group midlife magic and then in LinkedIn uh Joanne Richards and also Instagram Joanne Richards is that right correct Joanne Richards, author for Instagram, and yes, right. Midlife Magic. And then I have a website for the book, dragonhillbooks.net. Right, dragonhillbooks.net. Okay, I'll put that in the description of the episode. Thank you again. A big oh, kiss. Thank you. Mwah. You made my evening. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you made bye. my day. Yeah. <laughs> bye bye, Joanne. Bye, dear. <laughs>